Welcome to KPL Lit Talks. In today's podcast, it's all around the table with our special guest, Matt Doobie, the Director of Highway Operations with the Town of Killingly, and I'm Claudette Stockwell, the Library Director. And I'm Drew Tingley. And I'm Bruce. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was talking over Drew. Go ahead. It, it, we can keep it. I, I just forgot my title. The Tech Specialist. Sorry, everybody got excited and there and to be back. It's a Monday right before a holiday. It's yeah. a short week, and we're all feeling really funny and punchy. So this is the perfect time to have this conversation. Lacking coffee, lacking Kim, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> it's going to be a great day I for was so Monday. excited to be back. I just interrupted Drew there, and but I'm, I'm glad to be back with you guys again. Well, thank you. So today we just figured because usually during the holiday you get together with your family and you end up usually talking around the table. And so we're just going to do what we've done before. We have some table topic cards that we've each pulled out. We are going to ask each other these questions and get our answers. So Matt, since you are a special guest, why don't you start first? All right. We got two here. I don't know if it matters. Would you want to go in the order we pulled them? No, whatever you want to start with. All right, so mine is, what would you love to find at a yard sale? I don't know if I have anything yet, so I think I'll let you guys go around and I'll keep thinking about it. Okay. You know, it's always good to find at a yard sale. It's like those like really expensive items. Personally, for me, it's tech. So I've always like, it's like I want to stumble upon like an iPad or like a computer or and yeah. so I'm, and I did one time get lucky both in the same day. Uh, and I got two computers, and they both ran great. The great, the new models, and I got them for like sixty bucks. Wow, that's awesome! I think for me, like it's a thing that I recently kind of got back into when I was a kid. Um, you know, I always like collecting stuff and all that. And then last year, with the pandemic and stuff, for some reason, um, sports cards ended up going getting really popular again. So me and my brother kind of got into that, and um, I've been doing that a little bit again. And you always hear stories of how people will find a box of cards at a yard sale that's got something super valuable in it. Um, but unfortunately, like this is like me winning the lottery. As much as I'd like to do it, it'd be awesome, but I don't play the lottery, so I wouldn't win it. It's kind of like the yard sale thing. I would love to, but I don't frequent yard sales as much as I probably should because I know you can get some good stuff. Adam, yeah, I'm but. not a yard seller. My mother-in-law is, um, but I did get once at the Scranton yard sale that they usually would do every summer, which is right down the road from my house. I got an American Girl doll for my daughter back when, you know, she was at that age of playing with them because they're like 75 to to $100, and I got I got it for like $20. So, so what's that, that like? Was, was it like steal. one big community yard sale? Sort or? of. I think All they right. rent spots. I don't know 100%, but I do feel like they do like, let people rent a space and then they can sell whatever. And so kind of like a cross between a yard sale and like a flea market type of thing almost? I think so. That's kind of yeah. neat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like a community yard sale kind it's of It's funny thing. there's different. You got yard sale, garage sale, tag right. sale, right. flea market, swap meet. But they all kind of the same stuff they at all, all of them. See, right, and it, depending yeah. on who's doing it, I mean, I do think that, yeah, sometimes, you know, it is somebody just off the side of the road, which I always kind of – I'm a little irritated by because they're usually taking up space and I'm trying to get by. So, yeah, I'm not usually the one stuff and I'm usually like, get out of my way. So you guys aren't yard sailors, though? No. Not normal. Okay, because I'm like used to like going down the road with my mom. You know, I'm being I'm the passenger. We're looking for the yard sale signs on like a Saturday. And we always kind of just do that really slow drive by. Just try to scope it out. Is there a way to know, like, what's the quality sale? Is it a lot of items, or what is it that makes you know to stop? You got to look, I think. Yeah, you really part. Yeah, Yeah. 
Yeah, and people can get you. It's those like garage sales and stuff where you can't really see the items. Oh, that it's like a hook. Like, come on in. Yeah, and then you know if they put it out there in like an ad, and they're like, "Well, we've got this, 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 and this." If you're not out there, like either like the Probably first, first thing. ten minutes mm-hmm. of them like just setting up, then it's junk the rest of the day. So don't even bother after like breakfast time. There is a there is kind of like a, a niche to it because like uh, you got experienced yeah. people like Drew over there that they know they, they're they know in and out early. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I was raised by like. No, my mother in law does it all the time, and it's that same thing. Looking She's for a good looking, deal. right? Yeah. Looking for a it's, good deal. It's funny because yeah. Drew's uncle that I work with he frequents yard sales a lot, and right. it's just yeah. funny it's to hear thing. Drew. Yeah, it must. <laughs> that's what I'm starting to put together it runs here. Runs in the family. It's got to, yeah, because yeah. he he kind of knows all the nuances of it too. You got to be at them at certain times, and you you got to kind of know and by a certain time it's not worth going because somebody else already found the good yeah, stuff yeah I, I helped my mother-in-law with the yard sale she had to move out of her apartment and um that did was she have anything good she well she really kind of did because she had to get rid of a lot of stuff she's a very crafty kind of lady okay. so she sold a lot of crafts a lot of clothes and it, and it is funny because in the beginning you're like you want like hey you want that item that's ten dollars and i'm not moving i want ten dollars but by the end of the day i don't want to put it back you're in like the garage, yeah. 50 cents really give me your best offer because you're like just trying to get rid it's of gonna anything go for free at the end of the driveway and i, I mean i and could see the appeal because she made a lot of money that day the best so. is when you know somebody having a yard sale because you get first dibs yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you yeah. are stuck to the higher price, though, because it's in the beginning. It's in the beginning. Exactly. I mean, it depends, it depends how, on how close you are. Yeah. So have you ever done a, a Drew thing? Like, have you ever been, like, bargaining for something? Have you ever had to do that? Like, you know, if you're, like, other asking 50 and you're like, I'll give you 40. I mean, I I try. I'm not yeah. really good at haggling. No, you're just no. like, I'll just Same. take it for what it is. And it's funny because, so my father and my uncle, they do a lot of the swap meet stuff. So, like, I've gone to, like, a lot of those, which is a similar concept of, mm-hmm. You know, it's more car parts and stuff like that. My dad and my uncle, they did a lot of different signs. Like, they got a lot of different signs, and then they would sell. They kind of would buy and sell stuff. And they're both really good at the haggling part. And I I never was. So it's one of those, like, sometimes I would look, and I'd ask somebody what it was worth, and then I would decide, okay, like, am I happy paying that price? And if I was, I'd just buy it. And then Mm -hmm. they'd be like, oh, what'd you pay for it? And then I would tell them, what were they asking for? It was the same (laughs) price. And they're like, oh, you got to ask. What about with cars? Do you haggle with cars? (laughs) I haven't bought in a car in a while. You I can't don't know. anymore, so it's very depressing. Yeah. That was my favorite part of buying cars. But it's now, happy. like, I'd yeah. walk, like, you know, they'd want, like, you know, an extra 500. I'd be like, I'm out. They'd well, be chasing you, like, no, wait. Now they're just like, sorry, this is competitive pricing. Yeah, the last time mm. I bought a vehicle, it was at my pickup truck that I currently still have. I bought it uh, new, but it was 2011 at the time. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I remember, like, going and, like, talking about price and stuff. And he's like, all right, well, let me see what he can work. And he's got his calculator. Exactly. And he's typing numbers and, and drawing <laughs> stuff. And then, uh, you know, so you're thinking, okay, it's going to be, like, $2,000 lower. And it'd be like... 200 bucks and you're like what was all that that's what, what i could do for you <laughs> what'd exactly. you have you have to do all that math for like, i think they before this competitive pricing i swear all they really did is they would take away like what would have been like what it would have cost you for like registration and sales tax so they'd be like the price is thirty five thousand, but we can get you down to 33 but now you're back up to 35 so i really do think i think that was all part of the game but yeah. you felt like you did you felt like you were getting some sort of deal because you'd be like yeah i got to, it like, interject here and come on just, yeah you just recently had a car experience not I that did, long and ago and i learned from the master afterwards but yeah you should have talked to me first yeah, yeah i i would recommend seeing claudia anytime you're gonna buy a car uh just she knows she knows the inner workings yeah, I wanted right. to take her to go get a car with me, 
I, she didn't want to go. Uh, I really should have. But then busy. afterwards, yeah. I was like, do you need me to call them? Because I will. I've been here for like, what, like almost four years now. And I think I've seen you go through at least it's like ridiculous. four cars. I don't even know. She just does it just to have the deal. It's like yeah. a high for her just to bargain. She's I really like, do think it was like a part-time pastime hobby. Maybe you should husband. really go to yard sales. It'd be a lot cheaper than it buying a new car. It probably really would be. You're right about but that. But you might end up with yeah. a bunch of stuff. It is fun when you watch somebody like at a yard sale swap meet that knows how to do it good where they're not being disrespectful mm-hmm. when the person's like $50 and they're like, I'll give you five. Like that's a little too right, much. But right. when you do watch somebody that's good at it and they stick with it and they don't get nervous and they just kind of, okay, all right. And then they I, I don't have it. I'm trying to get better at that in my life, like as I buy stuff over time or whatever. Um, and even, again, going back to the sports card stuff, like I, I've gone to yeah. a couple of shows and uh, you got to do it. You got to ask because you see what it is and ask them what they'll take. Because you don't and, know because sometimes yeah. they really will take less. And yeah. sometimes like you, you offer and you're like, how about this? And they're like, yep. And you're like, I should have went lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could give you all the tricks. It's just like implementing them. That's that's the tough part. Yeah. You got to watch somebody. If you go with somebody that knows that, what they're that's doing. That's a pro. They know what yeah. they're doing. Even yeah. if you'd be like, hey, I want to spend this much. See how you can get exactly. it. And then they do it for you. You, or you can just, you learn know what, a lot. Matt, you'd be like, but all I, oh, all I have is I only have $15 on me. I mean, I might have some change. Then they feel bad. Then they might be like, okay. See, or the problem with that, what I would Yeah. Yeah. Bundling is good, but the yeah. problem with you, like what you said, Clyde, you got to make sure you like you say, well, you take fifteen. That's all I have. You got to make sure that's all you have, because then when you ask for change for a twenty, they're like, Mur. exactly, <laughs> yeah. You got to just be like, even if you got a hundred in your wallet, you just be like, no, all I got, I only got four dollars. Yeah. That's all I have. Bundling's the way to go. If you can, you can pull <laughs> that off. Usually, you can end up with a pretty good deal. So Matt and I are gonna like in the spring because I'm not doing it in the winter. Nobody really does, anyways. I don't think, but you know, in the spring, you'll see us out there, and we'll be like, what did we get for a deal? Yard sailing. That'll be like our theme for 2022, like saving money. Practice in the meantime. Yeah, flea markets are good for practicing. I wanted to go more this year, like, you know, with stuff starting to open back up. And I went to um, the Mansfield Drive-In once. How was that? I've never been to any of those I mean, again, you kind of, I don't know, you can't really go and with like looking for anything specific. You kind of just got to like go and look and And see what they got. Yeah, I mean, do you ever go to a flea market looking for something specific? I have never been to a flea market like that. You're like... You know what? I I think I've needed that in my life. And then you bring it home, and you're like, "What am I gonna do with this?" Why, why did I bring this <laughs> yeah. home? Well, and that's so that's another thing in my life. I've been trying to kind of uh, over the course of the last, I think, two years, I've been trying to do more of the. I wouldn't call myself a minimalist, but I've been trying to kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, not. I don't know. I guess it is a lifestyle for a lot of people, but just try to kind of be mm-hmm. aware of what they do. And it does, what I've noticed in it is they kind of like, you have to ask what purpose is this going to bring to my life? Right. And when you're going through stuff, what, what purpose does this actually have in my life? And I used to kind of hold on to stuff quite a bit. I wouldn't say I had like a bunch of like useless stuff, but um, since I've kind of started it at first, it was pretty hard. Cause you, I was, I've kind of been the person I've always been sentimental to pretty much everything I've owned. And then, um, so it's it's hard to sometimes part with that, and mm-hmm. I know Claudette has issues. With I that do have she likes issues to keep with everything. that. I really do. I mean, but not really items. It just depends. I mean, I'm more sentimental. Like I'm like I think because my mother had like eight thousand, like eight thousand bed sheets and towels, and like for me, I'm like, hey, if I need to go get a new bed. Thing, I'll go get it. I have just what's on my bed. That's what I've got, you know? Yeah, but then, you know, the cat gets sick and then... I guess I'm just not worried yeah. about that. I mean, I, I just feel like I have just enough towels that's going to take care of my family. I do my laundry regularly. But certainly sentimental stuff or things that I'm afraid that I will need to buy later. So, yeah. Exactly. So, 
you know, getting new furniture, you know, for the library or something, it's, it's hard to let go of furniture that might be okay, right? So we obviously, for people that if they've been to the library, they see that we've gotten a lot of new furniture, you know, that came from ARPA funding and it's really COVID friendly. So it's a lot easier to clean. All our stuff before was cloth based. So yeah. imagine what that's like trying to clean that. You got a wet vacuum, then you got to let it dry. And Especially so- you end up with like crusties or something on it. And, right. Yeah. So now you can just wipe something down and move on. But the flip side of that is I feel like money rain from the sky right and now i'm like oh no will this stuff last as long as this other stuff that was here for 30 years and you know what happens when i need it again because i have this other furniture still but yes just saying it's okay the money will just have to come later or one thing like in my personal life like i've tried to do is like certain stuff if i'm not sure on you try to think back okay when was the last time i used it Right. And then you give yourself a timeline. If I don't touch this in three months, if I don't touch this in a year from now, then when I'm the next time I'm doing this, it's gone. And I, I've found that that's been a pretty good way. And then I'm like, okay, I thought maybe I was going to go back. Like it could be anything. It could be mm-hmm. a stack of old magazines that you want to keep as reference because mm-hmm. or anything or, you know, clothes. Okay. I haven't wore this in a year. I gave, I took it out in the summertime and then I went all summer and I never wore it. And it's summer clothes. And now I'm switching my closets out from winter to su- yeah. or summer to winter clothes. And all right, I didn't use this all summer long. So chances are next summer, I'm not going to wear it either. I've been really good at getting yeah. rid of my clothes, but then I forget. And then I'm like, where is that sweater? <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. Or I am guilty of that because I have like skinny clothes. Like, let's face it. It's not happening. That's but so in my scary. mind, I'm like, I might be able to get into that dress again that I haven't worn in 30 years. But if I could, if I ever lost enough weight, I would want that dress. So yeah, that's tough. That's a that's kind of a toughie. And then that's I kind have of a other other times too. It's like, well, do I want to keep this and maybe try to sell it? Maybe I should save all my stuff, and put it aside. Can, but and you can I, sell things, as we know, in a yard sale. Yeah, yeah. right. But you could make some money. That, that oh, you can do it online too now. It though. becomes a hassle. You can try on eBay, but still, or any. No, there's like that. some. I don't know the websites. I don't know if you do, but there's like clothing websites where oh. you just take a picture. Like just say it's a shirt, you know, you would hang it up, you take a picture of it hanging, and then I mean I don't know how that but whole thing, thing works. Yeah, that's adds, a lot of work. It's right. work. That's it's, the it's work, and I don't yeah. know if you guys are like me, but I look at an item, I'm like, yeah, that, you know, I could get rid of that. I'll sell it, and you know, then I'm like, mm, that's probably like worth fifty bucks. Like that that shirt's been through a lot. It'll yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm like, so now you're like putting it out there, and unless you get somebody that's gonna haggle you, you're just like. I just like to donate my clothes. That's all I, I, that's what I, I do. I probably want to charge $50 for a t-shirt, but... Imagine, be like, I can't afford this guy's stuff because he wants <laughs> top dollar. Then I'd be like, then I'll just go buy new. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I couldn't afford the other guy's stuff at the art sale, so I'm trying to make some money so I can go. <laughs> yeah. One thing, like, I I've, I've, I was fortunate because I moved into my house last last year around, um, in May, it was May, around... Uh, so it was Memorial Day of 2020. It was a pain to try to find furniture because I couldn't go to furniture stores because they were all closed. Oh, that's so why that you're so. That's why you're like I. I don't have a couch or a bed or a table. I've got nothing. Yeah, and then it was actually like that for a little bit. And TVs were tricky because you couldn't get TVs because that was right when the first round of stimulus money went out. Plus, everything was shut down coming oh, yeah. from overseas. Mm-hmm. So trying to find a TV was a project. I didn't have a TV for like I don't watch a bunch of TV, but I didn't have a TV for like a month and a half. And I think I got it in like almost July by the time I finally was able to get wow. one. Um, but anyway, having the new house and bringing stuff in, you definitely it was kind of nice because. Where I was before, I didn't have that much stuff in general. So, like, everything I've brought in had to be pretty um, 
like thought out. Like there mm-hmm, had to, like mm-hmm. I need to go get so, so like I didn't end up with a bunch of stuff, which is kind of nice. So yeah. it's been nice to have that where like everything has to be is brought in is brought in by a purpose. It's not just carried over with me. Yeah. So it's like thought out. Like okay, I need this specifically, or I I want you know what I mean. So that has kind of helped where I has kept me from getting too much stuff, which has helped with the whole minimalist project like i said i wouldn't consider myself a minimalist to the point where some of them do but i just try to be aware of that because i do yeah. like the concepts that they they say in minimalism and what the benefits can be and now having less and less stuff around i've kind of i don't think i am a minimalist but some some of my other people that have been to my house and stuff kind of like oh this is like definitely Matt, there's minimal. nothing here there's nothing on the know. walls and i'm like yeah then i don't have the dust yeah, like, you don't have a bed frame like it's just like, a what do, you don't pretty, have any sheets what's up with that it's, why it's, are you sleeping in your clothes it can be pretty plain <laughs> and some people are like oh it's like a cave in here it's just like a serial killer house because there's nothing in it and so we're not going to come visit because we don't want to have that creepy vibe but then you don't have to <laughs> dust around anything it's amazing yeah, but it gives you purpose, yeah. dusting. I mean, I don't, I'm kind of like the same in my own home. I mean, I clearly have things on my wall. Dusting um, gives you per- I'm sorry. I love to <laughs> dust. I, I love pledge. I don't know what it is. I like wood and I love pledge and I do ever since I was a little girl. Um, but like even like half my office that's decorated, like I just use old calendars. My pictures are just old calendars, so you know I spent twenty dollars, but I keep. So see, here I am again with that's why I hold on to some things. Yeah, that's. But I don't keep buying. Like you know, like I decorated my home. So when we first moved in, I did spend a lot of money getting pictures and frames, Mm -hmm. and you know. But yeah, not like now I'm good. So it's just like grocery shopping, right? Like I don't have to keep going back, and even if it is a cute sheet set, it's like I'm not gonna spend my money on it. And I think that's one thing that's nice with minimalism. Just because just being a minimalist or whatever doesn't mean you don't have to have stuff on your walls Mm -hmm. a big part of it is is have stuff that brings purpose to your life and to me i don't have anything that i would put on my walls like picture wise that would necessarily bring purpose to my life like it doesn't it doesn't really necessarily like having a decoration doesn't wouldn't make a difference it doesn't make it it doesn't give you the warm fuzzy it it doesn't what it is and it wouldn't even if it's like a positive affirmation for your wall yeah no i don't think it would be i don't think i would feel any different then I then, guess you have to, yeah, look at how it makes you feel. It you doesn't know? It doesn't yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. do something. And maybe the time, effort, or money that I would put into that, I could put into something else that I actually enjoy. Which makes you sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. I would go, you know, again, buy a Lego set or something that I would then put on a shelf. Well, that makes but sense, then, right. And yeah, I don't mind looking that at that because then yeah. I know I should kind of joke around talking Legos. But, like, it is kind of right. – I think more and more adults are actually getting back into it. It is kind of like nice. a mm-hmm. – little hobby, I would say. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's something like, like that. Models. You know? exact, exactly. Like, right. like models or right. other types yeah. of collecting. Like yep. to me, I would rather maybe do something like that because then I, it brings uh, purpose to my life in different ways. One, having it on display or, right. or the hunt for it or deciding what I want to do or how I want to display it. Like that brings more to me than just like a positive affirmation on my wall. And that's where, again, right. it's everybody it, it do what. Sure, what makes what you happy. What brings right. purpose to your life, not right. what other people think that you should have in your your place or I what agree. you should it buy. It has to be like what you like. That's why I like jewelry and it's small. It doesn't take up a lot of space. So you could buy a whole lot of it. Yeah. And, you know, really, one little jewelry box, you're good for like a lifetime. And Just saying. You could thin it and to, and to thin it out. It's doing one. pretty well if you can buy a lot of jewelry. <laughs> I, I really haven't bought jewelry in forever. I'm just saying there's a space just sort of like my husband's toolbox. Yeah, like right? You can put a lot of tools day. in a toolbox and you can keep adding to it. And it's not like it's a lot of extra clutter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I well, haven't really bought jewelry. Jewelry in a long does time. go outdated because I mean, it, not really. It, I, it, diamonds are forever. There, there are. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking that actually, jewelry before he brought it up. Because I was gonna say, well, jewelry is timeless. Not all jewelry is, but right. a lot of it is. Yeah. So you yeah. can, you can, you can get like when you go to yeah. the art sale and you're looking at those jewelry. You can get bins. some good. I and I'm done same. with that though. I mean, other than like my new earrings from like last Christmas, like I think it was the same thing. Like there were certain things that I wanted. Yeah. And once I had them, then I was like, okay. Now I have what I want, and I'm good. So, put my money elsewhere, like in cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that's a nice problem. Though. I'll just buy cars. I'll just buy cars. You, um, you have you I, know, a little taste for the finer things. I, I know <laughs> it's terrible. Jewelry Everything, and cars. Ju- yeah. Yep, I'm not. Ex- yeah, high, that's why they used to say my maintenance because I like that expensive could be things. But I work for a living. It's not like I don't. Yeah, and know. sometimes that can be. You know, some people talk down on that. Oh, you look expensive things. Sometimes it's not necessarily expensive things. Sometimes it's just nice things. Right. And everybody's version of nice things is different. So right. it's kind of hard when people. I don't like that when people will put that box on others necessarily. Uh, I say expensive. I said finer. Yes. Finer. The finer things in life. So they were fine to her. Yes. They were fine to me. Not necessarily fine for me at the moment. (laughs) I guess we kind of went down. uh, We really went down that rabbit hole. So Drew, take us in a different direction. What does your card say? Well, I guess it kind of plays into this jewelry, clothing theme that we got going. Yeah. You know, is there something you'd love to see your partner wear? Oh, yeah. Fine suit. Yeah. A fine suit. A fine suit. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing See like the a guy things. dressed. You are like I really, I really am. Class. Oh my goodness! Yeah. But there's, know. you know, this the old ZZ. <laughs> oh no, the ZZ top guy. You know, the there's nothing like a sharp dressed man. I mean, there really isn't. And we don't in our normal lives no. have an opportunity to dress up. So if we have to go to like something fancy or a mm. funeral or a wedding, you know, that's obviously when he looks his best. So it is interesting because yeah. you look back and pictures and stuff of. You know, mm-hmm. maybe seventy years ago, what normal clothes were, and it's kind of funny sometimes. Some of the older people around when they go to Walmart, they're like, they're in their pajamas, and sometimes that's not even what you actually because you do legit see people out and about in pajamas. You really do, and today. sometimes they're not even referring to those people. Sometimes they're just referring to people that like so are wearing jeans and a white t-shirt. If it's right. eight o'clock at night and I just want to take out, I'm just running in real quick. Honestly, you know, they said curbside, and they didn't answer the phone, so I had That's to go. Different. You had to go different. Yeah. So because I'm sitting with two men, what it, what it, is your answer to this question? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I really have a specific. Like I think I kind of. I mean, obviously, everybody looks nice dressed up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's that's pretty. Yeah. But I don't think I'd have something specific. Like, if they feel good in it and they're happy with it, then, like, that, again, makes, to me, that's kind of attractive if they just feel good about themselves. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I have anything specific, like a specific amount of clothing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like, not like the fancy. Yeah, just, I don't know, wear something nice and you look good. I don't know. I uh, I can tell you what not to wear. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, like, sweatpants, kind of. No short shorts on, like. No short shorts. Like, <laughs> if, you better not leave the house looking like that. I'm oh, gonna, no. You're either sitting in the car or you're staying home. I'm sorry, but it's wow. not. Wow, or you're staying home. It's I just, love that. Like, you're, no, know. you're not leaving the home. Like, no. Who gave you permission? I'm sorry. Wow, okay, then. I'm no a little, short I'm shorts. I'm a little bossy. Yeah. You're a little bossy. Well, like, it's okay. I just, I'm like, those... I'm like you're not going jogging, like. Okay, I, oh, I'm gonna move on to my <laughs> question. <laughs> okay, so this one's kind of an interesting one. If you knew you wouldn't get hurt, 
Would you rather skydive or view sharks from an underwater cage? How fun is that question? So this, I've actually, I've skydived, and when I was in South Africa a few years ago, I was supposed to go cage diving with sharks, but it got canceled because of the, the water was too rough, so it, would, it got postponed to the next day, which is the day I had to leave Cape Town to go back to Johannesburg, so I didn't get to do it. So I almost got to do both of these in my life. Um, That's pretty awesome. So, so what was skydiving like then? It was really cool. I would yeah. do that again, and I would do the shark thing again, so I don't think I really have a, I would do both of those. I would do both of those too. That's so I was like, "Ooh, that's a toughie." But yeah. so when you skydived, were you by yourself or like were you attached? No, to I was a, attached a to somebody, and yeah. I don't. I'd have to do it a bunch more like that to know if I'd ever want to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be fun to do it by myself, but I definitely, from how that one was, and like I wasn't. I think you just need a few more just to, for me to get my nerves under. Like I wasn't freaking out, but just to be able to concentrate enough to know what. To make sure you're I not going to die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure I don't forget to do something or whatever or open the shoot too early, too late kind of thing. I, I would definitely do it, but that um, it just, you have to go a bunch more. What about more. the Danison Airport? They that's where I that. went. So that's okay. where I went the first time to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and it was, we went for my brother's 18th birthday. Him and I went together and we both, and that was, it was fun. That's and he's really gone, awesome. I want to say one or two more times since then in different, different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not against that. I just haven't really had like, it's one of those I haven't had the opportunity yeah. necessarily. Like he yeah. was on vacation. So I think he was on vacation in L.A., and he did it there, mm. which was kind of neat. And I think if mm. I were to do it again um, for the money, I think I would – it would be cool to do it by myself, but I don't know if I have necessarily have the want to do it. Oh, yeah, you would want to be with someone, I yeah. would think. Well, no, yeah. I mean to do it even by myself. No, like, but I meant look, like a friend yeah. or a brother or a sister or like somebody that so that you're sharing that experience. I don't right? – that's not as much, but like mm. I don't know if I – like to go solo, not have a trainer strapped to me. Yeah. I don't know if I have the desire for that enough where it would I would go enough to feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Like if I was somewhere else on vacation and they did it and I was with somebody and we were like, "Hey, let's do that." I think it, I would rather just do that cuz then you get to see different places from up Yeah, but there. I don't know that I could do it cuz of the glasses. Cuz like oh, I don't yeah. know that I like I can't see far away. I can't get see the, goggles, the distance. Like the basketball players wear. No, I just feel like I yeah. wouldn't be able to see, and then it would be just sort of be like me flying in the sky. But I would, I would do it. It was I would a lot of fun. Of I, I would definitely do it again. I'm not like I said. I don't know if I'll do it enough in my life to ever be to the point where I can go solo. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely do it again. And what about you, Drew? Yeah. Either or both. I, you know, in theory, it sounds really nice and it seems cool, and it'd be a nice experience. Um, but my like mind starts racing I'm already like thinking I'm you're like, already nervous you're like I can't do this I'm honestly, not jumping out I'm of the like, plane is, is like the hook gonna like snap like what's the weight limit like you know you pull the shoe it pulls up on you now here's like this big man that's and you're stuck like just in like, a tree somewhere well I'm, I'd rather be stuck in a tree <laughs> than like get detached from the trainer yeah <laughs> that's funny that's awesome that's so what about the sharks then would you do the sharks I think I would do the sharks. Sharks, yeah. they actually say, like, the they're not going to eat you. Yeah, like, shark right. attacks are very, like, rare. Like, I mean, they happen, but they're not, like, you're more likely to die jumping out of a plane than you are, like, in a shark attack. So, <laughs> you stick with the shark <laughs> attack then? It's like, I'll stick with the shark attack. And you're attack. in a cage, it's a metal cage, you know. Exactly. Like, it's not like you're going to be there, like, down there, like, with this blood, like, come on, buddy. Well, maybe. I like to bite my, like, 
What are those? Oh, those so hangouts? you really would be. You would be like, that one random like person. Anxious, like, oh my gosh. And then <laughs> be like, bleeding. we totally were like, go, Drew, go. And then it was like, and now he's gone. And I start attacking the cage. Oh, man. Killer. I can talk myself out of anything. I noticed that. Well, I'm going to skydive, I think, someday. I think I would love to do that at least yeah. once. It was yeah. fun. I would do it again. What else you got over there, Matt? All right. What changes could we make that would reduce our level of stress? Oh, geez. That's a toughie. Not have to come to work. (laughs) There's definitely that. Yeah. Oh, geez. (laughs) I mean, you already said you're a minimalist, so. And and some of that does play into it, I think. Do you get stressed out? Not... I don't think so. Not at home or whatever like that. Like, I mean, I can be at work. Clutter doesn't bother you? Well, clutter does, and I think that's one of the nice things of not having it around. And, like, sometimes you don't realize it. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has those days where, like, maybe, like, they don't do dishes for a few days and you have a pile of dishes in there. And you don't necessarily think maybe much of it, but then when when you do make the difference and you do, like, it's gone and you're like, oh, wow, this is kind of nice. Like, it is – being minimalist and living in a clean space – um, definitely has a way is can be calming. I like but I it, like clean. I don't like chaos. I yeah. don't like disorganization. Um, I don't I don't even really like to go to bed if there's like snack dishes in the sink. I mean I'm not gonna say I haven't because I have. I'm tired, but yeah, I like to be clean and organized. See, this is where I kind of like end up being like a contradiction because like I like a clean space and it does make me feel better and I know that about myself. But then I'm also lazy. So then trying to get to make sure everything is clean also can be like, it's weird because that that can be be stressful Mm because you're, you know, you kind of got to force yourself to make sure everything's Mm -hmm. tidy and you know that when it is tidy, you feel better. Mm -hmm. But then like just leaving it sometimes is kind of nice because you're not have to, ah, whatever, I'll just get that later. And that's nice. But then you. Now four days later and you're sink, you have no. So it is, it is kind (laughs) of tricky. So there is, staying on top of stuff is, Mm -hmm. I I've realized it can be helpful. It really can be. But it and can... And work isn't stressful at all for you? It, it can be. It has its moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times where, it, it, like, your mind will get going, like, even at home or whatever, because you'll just be thinking about stuff. And I think it's the mind. I think that's... Yeah, yeah I think it's being able to actually... Shut off. I shut think. off the mind. I think that would reduce stress because, exactly, it's 3 a.m. and you're like, oh. I forgot to do something or I need to do this or how am I going to solve this problem or yeah yeah that's for me stress stress can be a killer because of my brain I think one of the things I get stressed about work is like later on like when you you're at home and and for me it's some of the stuff that like yeah because you want to say like in certain situations or whatever there's certain things you want to say but you know you just can't like Mm -hmm. as a as Mm -hmm. the level that we're at Claudette like there's some stuff that you just want to tell people this is how this is how it is then this is how it's going to work and you can't always do that and I think that sometimes adds stress because then you're like frustrated because you're like it's this and you you just can't and you got to try to eat sometimes you think you sit there and you think how can I how can I um you know or how, how people are going to interpret these things they're reading in the paper right now. Like, yeah. yeah, like that. Uh. <laughs> Come on, Drew. I know you are a stressed out kind of fellow. So what would make your life less stressful? Mm. Yeah, I think it's your brain, I, too. It could be. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to say because I feel like, you know, I've, I guess if I just let things go and didn't care right like that yeah, it's the be... overthinking yeah. i think that's what it is it's that brain part of that overthinking things yeah i mean they say like meditation is really good and like you're supposed to just focus on your breathing and mm-hmm. sometimes i'll do that 
Um, the hard part I have is is sticking to a routine with that. Yeah. Is is and I think that's the big that thing with a stressful. lot of those. Exactly. <laughs> that's like what I was saying with the, the cleaning. It can be because right. now you're worried about it or you feel like a failure if you didn't do it. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, okay, I, I wanna this week I wanna stay on my routine with, with yeah. meditation and sleeping. Right. And then like two days go by and you didn't because you didn't feel like it because you were stressed. So you you gave in and you just said maybe did something else or relaxed. Now you feel like now it compounds. And it and I that's something I've always kind of had a problem with, and I've been told before from people in my life or whatever that that can be, you know, that that is the proof of the stress in my life. Even though maybe I don't feel stressed, me mm-hmm. not being able to keep a routine to something, because I've been told I will like hyper focus on stuff. Like I, I am very much yeah. like again I can like from one extreme to the other to the point where I'm hyper focused on something, and then like I'll get a weekend day where I don't have to do anything, and I literally won't do anything. You're not doing anything. So like, yeah. and I've been told that that's not good because now you're you're doing you're yeah you're one arranging. extreme to the other. Yeah, yeah, and you should try to mellow out. And that's something that I know we said we were going to talk about it down yeah. the road, but that's something maybe for the New Year's, not a New Year's resolution, but like right. something that I want to try to focus on. I said it this past year. And I just, I didn't really stick with it. And there's, there's journaling techniques and there's stuff like that, mm-hmm. that we're maybe going to talk about if we do the resolution. Uh, right. Yeah. Like for the new year. About. I mean, Matt and I have talked about how, instead of doing a resolution, just having a theme for the year. Yeah. So yeah, I would like to have you come back and we'll go down that road. Um, Cause we've talked about how we want to kind of see how this podcast takes a new direction in the new year. And yeah. you know, certainly we definitely will be looking at that. So start thinking now, what's your theme for 2022 people? And right. I'm going to watch because there's been another podcast that I've listened to that they, they talk a lot about yearly themes and, and what the yeah. benefit. So it's not my idea. This is an, uh, this mm-hmm. is an idea that I've gotten brought up and I'll, I'll, I'm going to because, I, again, I want to get really into it myself this year. That's kind of one of my goals. And um, you, you pick like a word or two words, something that's that's easy of like what you want your life to be like. One can be okay. um, just the, like. Cause then you're not being as specific. It lets you kind of yeah go overall. Like say you can be like the year of order, and with that it, 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 you can mean no so chaos, many, and that can just mean <laughs> like okay, well what's what does that mean? And it right. can be super small to be like I'm gonna you know vacuum once a once a week or something like that because that's mm-hmm. order and it lets you kind of go build out from there. Yeah, and what's like nice that. with the idea of how and again we can talk about it more in the other one, but like how they do it is it it lets you where if you don't do it for a couple it's not it's not a resolution that you broke it's a theme and throughout the course of the year were you in a year were you able to move that needle yeah like were you able to move it more towards where you order or whatever your theme was yeah or you know did you did it go stay where it was and that's kind of and then that shows like okay well i made progress this year so now it lets you maybe change from um order to something down that road like if you really nailed it then you can kind of pick something new but maybe doing a a year of order will bring up okay the next step in this process would be the year of whatever you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and and there's and then i think we we probably set ourselves up for failure if you have like a resolution that you don't get to because then it's like oh yeah, now I got to do it again next year. Well, and that's where like it's one of those when people mm-hmm. pick I want to lose 15 pounds or something right. like that. It's very specific and it's very easy to get discouraged or off of that. Mm-hmm. Where like if you said the year of health. Okay, right. well if you lost 5 pounds, you may you move the needle. That's a year of health, right? You know what I mean? Or and if you have like blood pressure problems or if you're on medicine or what I guess it just depends. Exactly. Yeah. You again move the needle throughout the year instead mm-hmm. of just being like I got to lose x amount of weight that feels more like a job where if you can say mm-hmm. year of health where if you make whatever right. decisions that are based yeah. more 
Like, I'm at my deductible. I met my health <laughs> deductible. Or for me, it'll be like, I got a PCP. Because yes. I don't, I don't, I try to tend to not go to the doctor because I don't like the doctor. So I don't actually have a real doctor. Yeah. I and mean, that's that. all stuff that could. So that, so fit hmm, under. do I feel a theme coming? Well, <laughs> and what's nice with, again, they have a, there's, there's actually a journal out from the, the guys that I listen to on it. They call it the theme system journal. It's a specific journal made for this, which you could use theirs or you could kind of do the same thing. And hmm. again, journaling is one of those like meditation. They say everybody that does it and sticks with it mm-hmm. swears that it has reduced, to go back to this question, they say right. it's, it's reduced stress or anxiety in their life because they're more in tune to yeah. stuff. Like they have more, like, okay, this is what's happening or not happening in my life. And, and that's something that I want to always try mm-hmm. to get into is, is more of the journaling. And one thing I've always had a hard time is how do I break apart? Like a lot of these people are like self-employed people or they, you know, so they, their work home life kind of all is the same thing. Oh yeah. So how do I want to improve my personal life and my work life, but I don't want to necessarily keep work notes in my personal journal or vice versa. How do you do that? How do you, but I do think that's a good idea with the yeah. journaling. My daughter suffers from anxiety very, very terribly. It's debilitating at times. And that's exactly it. Someone said, start journaling. And so she was really anxious the other day and she had to go to work. She had a seven hour shift. And I know every part of her did not want to go, but she went back in her journal and she's like, I have been here before. I've experienced these feelings before. I got through it. Nothing terrible happened. She went to work. She said the first two hours she was really shaky, but she worked her whole shift. That's good. So, and she has found that if she journals, especially when she's feeling highly anxious, that it does help reduce that. That this isn't a new feeling for the day or it's been just as bad before. Right. It's been just as bad before and I'm still okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it also allows you a little bit more time to reflect on the feeling and really kind of pinpoint where some of that anxiety is stemming from. Mm-hmm. As so. well as a way to help. What, what has helped me before is there's been something that I've stumbled across that made me right. feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you do find something and write it down. And that's something that, that again, we're talking about it now and I'll talk about it again. I think the journaling is something I really got to get on. And, and the hard part is, again, just me being lazy. Like I got to make sure I, and to keep that routine, to sit down every either every morning or every night and, mm-hmm. and write about it. And one thing that the theme system does is there's a spot where you write at the end of every day, like what did I do today that was like in line with my yearly goal? Like did I do oh, something wow. today yeah. that was like if you did your health? I right. chose to not have this as a snack right. or I went for a walk. Again, I, I mean yeah. I, I'm just using your health because they well, use that's, it and well, some that's examples a common, and it's an right, easy it's one. It's a common one. Most people always want to lose weight in the new year. I don't yeah. plan to like that that mm-hmm. wouldn't be mine. I think last mm-hmm. year what I tried to do is I actually tried to do the order my mine was gonna be the year of order and refinement. So the order part was going to be more towards my, and this is what I want you to do this year. So sneak peek for the next one. But like <laughs> order is more for my personal life. Like, cause I will end up with like a lot of little projects I, w- I will like work on. Like, and then do you just not finish I them? I just don't finish them. And yeah. that's, that's, I say that's, uh, you know, genetic from my mother. Cause she has always so many, like she's super creative and really good with stuff like that, but she's got a lot of unfinished projects Got it. and, um, and, and I do the same thing. Like I'll, I'll get, and this is where I've been told from like partners in my life and stuff like that and significant others and my, you know, current girlfriend stuff. Like you get into too many things and then you get super high focused on it and then you burn yourself out and then nothing. And you just, yeah. You just, yeah. and like, I mean a couple of, like, um, not last year, the year before for Christmas, I wanted a Raspberry Pi, a little computer, and I was going to do all sorts of cool little projects with it. And yep. I kind of got it half working and up and then I just like 
and then it, the it's like a, the cup in the wind, like the, the the gust of wind moved on, and the cup fell back on the ground, and now it just stayed. And then like yeah. I'll do something, all of a sudden like there'll be again a gust of wind comes along, and I get working on a project, I hyper focus on it, and then nothing. So they, to me, mm-hmm. that order, what I need to have in my life is to try to okay get into something and have an end goal, and then if I put it aside, but put it aside in a way where like you're gonna come back and finish. Yeah, it. and it's yeah. hard because like I know when I get into something, I I don't I always where people would say I'm hyper-focused because I'm really into it and I'm really enjoying it. So you, it's hard to dial yourself back because then that's how you can lose motivation on what you're working on. But sometimes, like, when you're f- that's all you're focused on, too, it can also burn you out on it. And then, mm-hmm. and then the, and, um, the refinement part was going to be more to my professional life. Like, how do I want to be viewed professionally? Right. Like, you know, how do I – I want to refine my personality so I'm – consistent and uniform you know what, what do people say like if, if you talk what do to they me say about you yeah and right. not worried about what you say but like if what you're you know with me like mm-hmm. will match what somebody else says like when a lot of people say okay professionally right. he's kind of this is his character right this is who he is no matter yeah right it where, can be good bad are. it can be you know and that some right. people would think refinement means you know um strong and silent and like other people are more colored and animated and i just want to find the same balance and like be to, true to who you are exactly and that's right. kind of the refinement part of like how do i want to act like i don't want to you know and a big part of to me that refinement is um to stop and think like before reacting to anything and, and that just, is hard because that yeah that's the biggest thing and we've learned we've done some professional development at the library with qvcc and that's one of the biggest things is sometimes you can't control how other people are reacting yeah. but you can control your own reaction to things and that's hard because we all emotionally want to respond especially if people are being emotional with you so and i think sometimes i have the thing where i like talk maybe too much like if there's an issue or whatever i want to talk it right out and get it all the way hammered out sometimes that's not sometimes you end up i don't want to say showing your hand or like Mm -hmm. as a boss sometimes you don't need to necessarily describe to everybody well this this and this and this is you know what i mean sometimes they don't need to know that right they just you just need to kind of say and for me i was saying because we're we're taking um we're doing a mindset um book club with qvc and talking about mindset and you know, challenging ourselves and, and looking, you know, whether or not you have a growth or a fixed mindset. And for me, sometimes I just like to sugarcoat things because I, yep. I don't, I never, I don't want to be hurtful to anybody ever. You know, I'm, I'm, I really, really prefer to just put love and good out into the world. Um, but sometimes that's not always helpful. Sometimes yes. I just need to be direct, even though that might be hurtful. It's still, a challenge, but that's sometimes what you have to do. You just have to be direct in what you need or what you want, what exactly. your expectations are. And to and me, that's kind of what the refinement is. Refine right. it to the point where you can be direct, firm, mm-hmm. but fair right. and respectful, like, and not be too much. You don't have to go, well, try to sugarcoat things. Next thing right. you know, you're into like a 10 minute conversation. You just ran that you just on really a, wanted a 10 minute you're conversation. You're trying to justify right. almost more to yourself, right. to this person where you don't necessarily, there's ways to be concise. And, and I feel like some that. of that, Matt, is in the, the growing with the position. Yeah. I do think some of it is because I do, you know, we talked about it before briefly. You know, we kind of came up around the same time, and neither one of us had really administrative, no, you know, yeah. responsibilities prior to the positions that put us in administration. Um, so I think some of it is in the learning. Yep. 
you know, you're just learning as you go, refining exactly as you go. So that's, yeah, my, my sneak peek for the other one there will be, go. that's, I think what I'm going to start working on and trying to start prep myself. Um, so I'll even have a little bit more, I think, to talk about. If and we I'll were think to about do that one. too. So Drew, you too. That's like a challenge. We'll have to think about what 2022 could be. And, mine's and just are you going to go with a theme or are you going with a resolution? So yeah, and we'll revisit this again in January. And if anybody else listening, yeah. uh, there's a, um, the podcast I'm talking about, it's called Cortex. It's two guys. They have a bunch of them. I know I've mentioned it to you two before, and you yeah. look up their ones that are called yearly themes. and um, Or if you go online, the, the Theme System Journal. And there's a, they have a webpage, and they have, there's a YouTube video, and it kind of explains these themes. So if anybody else is listening and they want to kind of maybe look into a theme over a resolution, check those two out. And um, their podcast goes into more detail. And on their website, the Theme System Journal, it, it's to sell their journal, but they also yeah. really call out what – specifics are and there's some youtube videos and podcast links that go into more detail so and why themes are better than resolution not to talk in absolutes but they right from the the mindset and all that it, it i it rings a bell to me like it it, it to me, I'm like, yeah, I like that idea more than a resolution. Some people like the idea of a resolution because they can really stick to it and they can hammer it. But a year is a long time to have one fixed goal. True. And that's what's nice with the theme. And they, they even kind of say the themes can change through the year. Like you might get through a quarter, the first quarter, and you could be like, okay, this theme is – I did it mm-hmm. or it's not working for me or I did it, but it should be more like this. And then you just adjust it. You change. You can change it. It doesn't have to be a year. It can be a month. It can be whatever you want right, it to be. It depends on what your but theme a, actually is. a lot is. of times, yeah. Or then you come up with sub-themes in it, and that's kind of what is nice about it. But the big thing that I got to do, and it's part of the actual theme, is just to, to get into the routine of journaling. All right, guys. So uh, it sounds like we have a lot to work on leading up into the, the new year. Yeah. You know? um, so, you know, I think that's about all we have time for today, but we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me again, guys. It was fun. Bye.